You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Settle in and get ready for this conversation about defending our children's minds against the insidiousness of pornography. Oh, yeah. we. Th- this is something we have got to guard our kids against. We want to welcome to the program Kristen Jensen. Kristen is founder of Defend Young Minds and also author of The Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Read Aloud Books, which have been translated into dozens of languages. And um, we're excited to talk with Kristen. Kristen, Good morning. Good morning. Kristen, tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, I, I want to start with your, your books, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and what prompted you to um, even take on this project, what you saw that, that, that made you uh, really dive into this and say, man, we have got to do something to protect the very young children, because I, I know that you know, kids are attracted to things that are forbidden or seem forbidden, but, but what compelled you to write these or to put these together to begin with? Yeah, thanks, Kelly. And I did feel compelled. I met a woman. uh, She was my church, actually. And uh, she had a large family. And she was really trying hard to protect them from the evils of the world. She homeschooled. um, But she found that her oldest son, who was 17 at the time, had been molesting his younger brothers and sisters from the 14-year-old down to the 4-year-old. And pornography was involved. And I woke up the next morning and I just felt compelled to find a resource for her to talk to her young children because I could see that pornography was fueling this child on child, you know, harmful sexual behavior. So um, I started doing some research and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything that parents could use, you know, no tools out there. And yet I knew that this was a huge problem. So uh, I did a bunch of research and I just started to write a book that parents could read. I mean, there's a lot of other problems and topics that are sensitive and difficult and parents have books to help them. And I thought parents need a book. So I started to write good pictures, bad pictures um, so that parents would have a resource so that would be comfortable to have this conversation and they could do it at a young age. Well, I, you just never know when kids are going to, you know, be exposed to porn. Yeah, and I think it's important because in story form, you know, children are used to uh, spending their time with their parent reading a book, and this makes the great vehicle for having that conversation, or at least planting those seeds. And you bring up a really important point because. The age at which we start having these conversations is when they begin to have access to the internet. But I have seen families with children two and three years of age who are fully versed and capable and know how to use an iPad, navigate, open, close applications, and do all sorts of things, um, which is just seemingly almost second nature to them. And that is troubling because they don't know where they're going or what they're looking at or who was looking at anything else on that pad before they got it in their hands. Right, exactly. So children need to have an internal filter from a very young age. Um, 
from the time that they are using uh, any kind of device that's connected to the internet. And that's why actually parents, my first book is for kids ages seven to 11. But parents came to me and asked me for a book for younger children. And, you know, I looked around and saw every three-year-old on an iPad. So that's when I wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, um, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. So these books really help parents begin this conversation. It's very comfortable. Um, and they, they, they uh, present a definition, a warning, and a plan. So kids understand in an age-appropriate way what pornography is or what bad pictures are, um, why they're harmful, the reasons they should reject them, and then third, they have a plan so they know exactly what to do when they see pornography, who to tell, what to do, and also how to start to minimize those shocking memories that pornography makes in the mind of a young child. So when you are talking with parents about discussing this with their kids, um, at, at what age do you suggest they actually start? And, and what does that conversation look like? And I love, by the way, that you've put these resources together because parents do need some kind of help because I had no idea when to start talking to my son about these things. He's an adult now, by the way, but it's just so confusing because you don't know um, you, you know they're going to encounter it, and if they don't encounter it on their own, they're going to encounter it through their peer group at some point. Mm-hmm. Even if it's accidental, they'll encounter it on their own, but then you worry, is encountering it or talking to them about it going to make them more curious? Is them encountering it on their own going to cause some kind of confusion that really is just something that's going to uh, create some kind of really deep emotional issues for them because they don't know how to handle what they see. How do you counsel parents? Yeah, well, first of all, like you said, you want to start early because you don't have a crystal ball. You know, you don't know exactly when they're going to be uh, exposed to pornography. I've heard so many, many disturbing stories of kids ages three Uh, seeing pornography, um, even imitating it. So we need to get in there and begin to, you know, give them the tools and the defenses that they need to keep themselves safe. Um, So yes, they have friends that will, they will see it accidentally because the porn industry is predatorial. They want these kids, they want their minds, they want them to uh, grow up to, you know, pay for premium channels, et cetera, et cetera. So we need to be there. No kid deserves to face the porn industry alone. And um, so you begin that conversation um, and these tools, the good pictures, bad pictures, really make it easy and make it very comfortable um, to begin that conversation because it tells a story. It, it's a story, but it's really a, the story of a conversation. Um, especially the one for older kids, a conversation with their parents uh, that talk about all the problems with pornography, uh, what it is, but what they can do to combat it. Yeah. Well, you know, combating these issues, one of the things is the safeguards at which we monitor and filter our internet content, but there's some false security in that. Talk to us about filters that are on family computers and on devices 
and what that really means and some of the comfort that it brings, but also what are some of the, the risks of those things? Yes. So um, the filters, I, I definitely recommend putting filters on not only your Wi-Fi, but on the devices. Um, there's also accountability software that you can use. Covenant Eyes makes something that is very good for older kids. Um, but you don't want to get a false, you know, feeling of, you know, comfort because of security because these devices are not, the filters are not foolproof. The only foolproof filter is the internal filter. It's the internal disposition of that child to want to avoid pornography because they've been persuaded, they've been educated. Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't answer the question about curiosity. And I will go back and say that kids are curious. They do want to learn about their world. That's why God gave them so much curiosity. Um, but it can lead them into trouble when, um, you know, they're curious about porn and no one's ever talked to them about it. So I really feel you're much safer if you start this conversation sooner and if your child has curiosity, they can come to you. You've opened that conversation and you've told them, come and ask me any questions. I will answer them for you. Um, so many kids go to porn, and I've done my own studies on this. They go to porn because they want to learn about sex. They've heard about this. Um, and this is not the right way to learn about sex. It's not. It's a very toxic uh, form of sex that's being shown on pornography. And um, so, yes, kids are curious, but they're safer if you begin that conversation and you deal with some of their, many of their questions. Um, and, uh, and so, again, you, you develop this internal filter that goes, it's like a two-prong, you know, you want to have those filters on those devices to do the very best you can. But then you want to explain, we're putting these filters on to protect our family and to protect all of us. But then another way to protect ourselves is to really understand, you know, what it is, why it's harmful, and what to do when they see pornography. Man. And Kristen, talk a little bit, too, if you would, because I've read research about how pornography affects the brain and how it kind of rewires us, um, if you will, in a chemical sort of way. In fact... I was just reading a, uh, a story about a very popular pop artist, which this is kind of a double whammy for older kids because if, if they are being exposed to pornography and if they develop a, an addiction to pornography, now here is a pop artist who has admitted having an addiction issue with it, and if they see this person um, dealing with it and they really like them, that's just going to kind of drive it home. Well, hey, this maybe isn't that so bad. I really like him, and he's he's doing this. Why can't I do this? I and mean, it's really insidious and a horrific thing. Talk about how this impacts their brains and how we um, how we deal with that as parents too, and and how we help our kids through this. Because once you reach that level, that's got to be hard to rewire back in another direction right so we need to recognize that yes pornography can become a very bad addiction because i mean if you if you had a cocaine addiction where you could take your phone and you could get cocaine or meth 
anytime, 24-7, from the privacy of your room, through your phone, do you think you'd have a meth addiction? For free, for free. Uh, yeah, you might have a real problem with meth, and that's what the truth about porn. You can get it for free. You can get it anonymously through your phone 24-7. Um, and, you know, th this is why it's so insidious. Um, you talk about addiction. Addiction does rewire the brain, and it gets to the point where you no longer have complete control. Your addiction is running you. It's driving you. Um, there's many studies that show that the addictive nature of porn is just as bad or worse than other addictions, um, and that it, is, it has all the same markers. For example, they've done MRI studies that show, um, for example, one uh, characteristic of addiction is that there's a shrinkage in that prefrontal cortex. So no matter what kind of addiction you have, you're going to lose gray matter in that um, that part of your brain um, that really is your thinking brain. And we teach about the thinking brain and the feeling brain in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. Um, so it is a real addiction. It rewires your brain. It's very difficult to get over without help. So what I want to do is I want to teach kids. We, we are living in such an addiction-saturated society that I believe that children need to understand how their brain works and how an addiction is formed in their brain so they can avoid addictions, all kinds of addictions. Uh, but, um, you know, Kelly, Steve, the, the type of addiction that's available for young children today is porn. I mean, we don't let them smoke. We don't let them drink, you know. Um, we, we keep them away from a lot of things through our laws. But we, we have not yet made the world safe for children from pornography. And there are many children that get addicted to pornography. Um, and they require a lot of help to back out of it. Uh, it's a long road and counseling and a lot of work on their part. Well, let's, in the time that we have available to us, let's focus on then the tools. Share with us about the good pictures, bad pictures, but also the defendyoungminds.com and the curriculum and tools that are available there to help parents and engage with kids. Yes, we have so many tools and resources. On defendyoungminds.com, you can download a free guide, How to Talk to Kids About Pornography. It gives you all kinds of statistics and tips and tools and um, various like definitions so much great information to get you started um, we've got articles that come out almost every week that will keep you current on the dangers of porn and also lots of tips on again how to protect your children from it um, we've got a you know obviously the books good pictures bad pictures they're best-selling books number one best-selling um, on Amazon um, and we've got a course called Brain Defense Digital Safety, and it, it's broader, um, meaning it goes into all kinds of digital safety issues. Um, there's a family version. It's available immediately uh, via you know, digital download, and um, it's a great course. It's video-based, and uh, Steve, it's not taught by me. It's taught by six positive teens because we know that young kids listen to their older peers. So these fun teens talk about all of these uh, issues, including pornography, um, you know, predators, 
um, you know, healthy tech habits, um, how to be a good digital citizen, all of these topics on uh, in Brain Defense Digital Safety. So we have so many resources that I and my team have created over the last, really the last 10 years. Um, and they're available for parents, for families, and even for, we have uh, uh, for professionals as well. We have a guidebook for them, for counselors, teachers, just a ton of resources to make these conversations easy uh, for you to have with your children. Um, I don't know, Steve, about you, but when I'm caught off guard, I don't do very well. <laughs> and neither do kids <laughs> when it comes to porn. Well, and it's important that we arm them with that knowledge. And also, you can't help but underscore the importance of a parent's relationship with their kids. If a kid is not feeling mm-hmm. comfortable and in a in a relationship with their parent where they feel we can bring this to my parent, I can speak about this, I'm not going to be in trouble, I'm, you know, whatever those things are, those are very, very important points. Nothing can replace that parental relationship mm-hmm. that you have with your child. That's the foundation uh, for those conversations and even to be able to introduce these types of things and protect them, right? Yeah, I, I would say that... Um, Beginning this conversation, though, can really increase the trust. I've had so many parents come and tell me that um, it really increased the trust between the child because they would tell the child, the child would have an exposure, they would come and talk to the parent, tell them exactly um, what they had seen, and the parent would work with that child, talk with that child, help that child. And yes, it's so important for them to know because most kids assume that they would get in trouble if they haven't been talked to. If no one's opened the conversation, they see pornography. Um, a lot of parents think, oh, that my kid will come and tell me because we have this great relationship. No, that's actually not true. If you don't talk to your child and invite them um, to tell you when they've seen pornography, they may not. Um, and uh, one, one expert said... Um, gave the concept of a no trouble bubble. So uh, if you need to talk about something, um, let's go into the no trouble bubble, meaning the kid is not going to get into trouble if they're open and honest about something they've seen, even if they've, you know, accidentally clicked on something that they probably shouldn't have, you know, um, none of us are perfect. So the no trouble bubble around pornography is a great, a great concept. Um, kids really deserve; they need to be warned. They need to have their parents on their side, and not only their parents. If they can have other members of the community, a pastor, a teacher, um, older peers that come and say, "Yes, this isn't, you know, this isn't a good way to go. Um, let's avoid and reject pornography." And that's wonderful to have those extra voices, but at least let's start with the parents. Um, Grandparents are also great influences on children. Mm -hmm. Um, They can see that they, that there are these problems. We have a lot of grandparents in our audience and uh, I love grandparents. I'm one of them. I have a a two grandsons and uh, grandparents, by the time their grandparents are pretty much ripped off the rose colored glasses, they've seen a lot of realities in the world and they can help their grandchildren uh, by 
providing the parents with these resources. Yeah, we can't just cross our fingers and hope for the best. You've got to be able to open up those lines of communication because if you don't, it could end disastrously. Um, We've been talking Mm -hmm. with Kristen Jensen, founder of Defend Young Minds, and want to let all of you know, by the way, at the website, defendyoungminds.com, where you can get a whole lot more information. There is also an opportunity for you to sign up for a free sample of Brain Defense. You can check that out, too. But Kristen, thanks for your time today. Uh, This has been very helpful and informative, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. Um, You know, one boy that had been, his mom had read him good pictures, bad pictures. He went to school and was exposed to porn by another boy. He came home and said, I was scared, but I knew what to do. So let's help kids know what to do so that we relieve that burden on them. Yeah, absolutely, because we can spare them from a lifetime of a cycle of addiction and pain in their lives. And so thank you so much for responding to how God called you into this. We so very much appreciate it. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.